Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Today, I am joined by the fabulous Suze Chadwick. I am so excited for this conversation because I know many of you are looking to step into your own expert status. And part of that may look like speaking publicly on your zone of genius, be it on a podcast, on a stage, in someone else's membership site. There's so many opportunities when it comes to speaking for your business. And so I wanted to invite Suze onto the show to share her expert tips on how to get started when it comes to speaking. Now, I think you're going to love this conversation for two reasons. Firstly, you're going to walk away with actionable steps for you to get started when it comes to speaking in your business. And two, it's such a fun and entertaining conversation. So without further ado, are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Suze. Thank you so much for joining us on the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. I'm really excited to have you here and I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. Today, we are talking about guest speaking. And I think for many business owners who are in the messy middle stage of business, this is something that is beginning to come up in that space of wanting to present as an expert and be able to expand networks and what have you. This is what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast. And I want to start here. I have this saying, you don't have to be great out of the gate. And I think that for business owners in 2022, we see people on the internet who are killing it, doing amazing things. But what we don't see or what we may not have seen is that journey to get to that space. I would love to start there. Where did it all begin for you? Jeez, Christy, that's going back a few years. I started, so when it comes to speaking, I started when I was 16 years old in the debate team. That was kind of my first taste of it, of the excitement of telling people what I thought. And I really loved it. Like I really, I enjoyed it. I found it really exciting. And then I kind of went from high school to university. And then when I was in corporate, they just used to kind of wheel me out whenever they needed me. Like if they sponsored an event or something, they'd be like, Suze will speak. And I was like, here I am. Let me go. This is fun. So I was one of those crazy people who just really enjoyed it as well. So that's kind of where I started. It's so interesting you say that even just as a child, you loved to speak. I can relate to that. I did all of the dance and the drama and the performing arts as a kid. I loved being on stage. I always wanted to be the star performer in our school plays and whatnot. And I think that it's a it's a good skill to develop from a young age. But how did you know in your business that this was something that you really wanted to specialize in? It wasn't really something I thought at the beginning and I'll explain. So when I started my business, I actually started running events because I couldn't find events that I loved in Melbourne that were of the size I wanted and with the people I wanted because I'd kind of come from a bit of a speaking background as in it was something that I did in my job as well. 
I just ended up emceeing the events that I ran and then I would maybe run a workshop and things like that. So I had run a brand strategy or branding agency before I came into my own business. And so that's kind of from an expertise or a topic perspective, that's what I would talk about is how to build your brand and marketing, et cetera. And so it just kind of went from there. And then I ended up running mini workshops on how to become a confident speaker and they went quite well. And then people would be like, oh, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like many business owners, when you start, <laughs> yeah. people just ask you for things. You're like, yeah, sure. I can do that as well as the 50 million other things that I'm doing. That's when I sort of started to formalize it a little bit where I was running events, I was emceeing events, I was running workshops on speaking and other things. And then people were like, how did you start speaking? And I'm like, I literally ran my own events. Like, guess who the guest speaker is? Me. So come along, pay, have breakfast, meet other people, and I'll be speaking on this particular topic. And so that's really how I started. And for anybody, I mean, we might be jumping here, but for anybody that wants to do it, I'm just like, there are so many opportunities for us just to do it ourselves. People are like, how do you get invited to be a speaker? I'm like, you speak yourself first and then other people will invite you to come and speak because they've heard you. So it's more about the quality of the content that you're putting out. It's your vibe. It's the things that you talk about. If somebody really resonates with that, then they're like, come and speak to my audience. So that's kind of how I got started. I just created my own opportunities. Do you know, I resonate so much with that. I think when you create your own platform of voice, then you give people, as you said, that opportunity to hear your viewpoint, your lens, your expertise. And it's so much easier to then step into other people's spaces when you've almost claimed stake in your own first. So I really love that kind of starting point for any business owner. And I mean, it sounds like to me, Suze, that although I'm not surprised, <laughs> yes, <you're, Christy. laughs> you are a confident speaker, right? Like this is your space. It's not been a big stretch for you, but there must have been like a learning journey for you. You know, I put workshops out that nobody bought tickets. I, you know, ran a massive conference at like, which was one of the first things I did out the gate, not recommended by the way, which, you know, was a massive financial risk and we ended up pulling it off. But there have been many failures. You know, I kind of, you know, for those who are listening, I rolled my eyes a little bit when you said, we watch all these people killing it online and stuff. And I just think it's such an interesting thing because every person that you see killing it has lots of other problems going on in the background. Like every time you look at someone, you're like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Just know there's 10 things that are potentially not working for them right now. You're just not seeing it. So I think for me, you know, there have been many failures. There've been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of learnings. Like I never see failure as a negative thing. I just see it as a, I learned how to not do something or I learned how to do something better, or I worked out that I shouldn't do that, but I should do this, whatever that is. So, and also in business, I've learned how to find my own style that helps me stand out as well. So I definitely, you know, I always say I can talk underwater. So speaking and podcasting and Clubhouse, which we were saying that's how we connected initially, is the perfect platform for me. So I think that if you enjoy sharing what it is that you have, 
there are a lot of little and big ways that you can do that. You don't have to come like firing all cylinders out of the gate as well. I really love that because I think that there are these micro moments or these micro things that you can do to step into your voice. And and it's like a muscle, like you're not going to, or, or, you know, uh, well, let's use that analogy, actually. You're, you know, if you're at the gym, you're not going to deadlift 200 kilos. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to work up to that. Uh, Only on a Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, you have to work up to that. And so keeping it within something that feels safe for you right now, and that, that really lends itself to what you're saying before in that kind of like set create your own platform create your own voice and you don't need to start a podcast or anything like that it can be just small networking groups or it can be lives or even stories is a great place to start if you're if you're not you know I'm sure you will share more about that but I really like that you know what you shared also about what you see on the internet isn't the full picture and you're seeing someone else's expertise as well like that's the pocket that they are in so that's really really to this. Now, swinging back to business owners who are in the messy middle and stepping into this speaking space or sharing their voice, what do you think are the benefits for business owners to step into their power and be able to share their expertise in this way? Yeah, so many benefits, I have to say. You grow your audience, you can get new clients, you can build your personal brand, you can develop your thought leadership, you increase your revenue. You become known in your industry. Like there's just, there's so many benefits to it. And I just think the more that you speak in whatever capacity, like you were saying, whether it's stories, whether it's on a live, whether it's at an event, you're always developing your thinking. And I think that if you are a business owner who wants to stand out, and I always say you can never compete on tactics, you can only compete on thought leadership. You might have, like we say, 10 people in a room who you know, they can all teach you how to do reels, but there'll be somebody who has a philosophy around creating a lot of different content and reels happens to be one of them and why it's important and all the rest of it. So I think that when you speak, it forces you to think differently. It forces you to come up with new ways of talking about what you do. And when you are forced to do that, it really enriches and it deepens your message as well and the power of your message. So even this morning I was running a live workshop, like a webinar, and for me I was like I want to do something that I've not talked about before. So it's still on creating a group program, but I want to talk about it in a different way. So when I make a decision to talk about it in a different way, it means I have to sit and think about it. I have to sit and come up with a new way of what else do they need? What else could I talk about? What other framework could I use? I think that when you speak, that also happens. Because for example, I've got a couple of presentations that I've used over the last few years. One of them was eight ways to build a bold brand. But once you've rolled that out several times, you've got to come up with something new. And so by speaking, it really helps you to formulate great content. I think it pushes your thought leadership to a more competitive level. There is so much in all of that. I, oh my gosh, there is so much. I love everything that you shared. I'm like so excited Don't right ask now. me to say it again. No, <laughs> no, 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 I won't. Don't worry. We recorded it, Suze. There's a benefit in that. I, 
I feel like I'm geeking out a little bit here because what I really love is that going deeper into your message. And it, and what I'm hearing as well is that it almost challenges, because sometimes as you get to a thought or sometimes you get to this process of thinking, which is your thought leadership, but you don't really know how and why. And what the speaking space does, I think this is what I'm, I'm reading between the lines and please let me know if I'm completely mm off pissed here but in terms of like your thinking you have to go deeper into how did you come up to that where, where did you draw your conclusions like really challenging your thoughts to be able to not justify but be able to articulate how you come to that that rationale of thinking and it's just that deeper space than something that might be more topical say an Instagram post not that there's anything wrong with that but it just really makes you go to that next few layers underneath yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of things there. Is number one, when you speak, I think that you do create an emotional connection with your audience a lot more than say a 15 second story or something like that. The second thing is that if you want to really understand something, teach it. When you're speaking, you're normally teaching in some form. It means that you deepen your understanding of it. And like you said, a lot of the times when you're speaking, like that thoughts come from somewhere, that experience has come from somewhere, that knowledge has come from somewhere. And so when you teach it, you also bring in story. This happened to me and this is what I learned and the outcome of that was this and now the lesson for you is this. And so it just kind of, I don't know, it creates like we were talking about that, that depth, that, that complexity of message as well. And I think that the more that you can do that, the more connection you'll have with your audience and with your community as well. Because when we think about, you know, so I'm going to name some of my heroines. So Brené Brown, Elizabeth Gilbert, like they're my, you know, Shonda Rhimes, they're my go-to women whose thought leadership and ideas like beyond amazing for me. I just think that they're incredible. Their level of story is mind-blowing and it just makes me want to continue to listen to them. So when we talk about magnetic branding, which is something I talk about a lot, that's what it is. Mag like magnetism is the desire to constantly be in the same kind of realm as somebody else. Like, tell me more. What else have you got to teach me? How else can I learn from you? What else is there that I need to know? And I think that if you can hone your speaking, that's kind of the, that's the result of it. Yeah. And it's so powerful because it not only, well, with stories, I think the great thing about stories is that everybody connects to stories. We identify ourselves, we put it, we place ourselves in the story and then that ignites the imagination. And then that obviously makes the experience even more amplified than just listening to this, 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 you know, it's just, it's, it's an immersive experience, I suppose. But I think that what I'm hearing here from you is that by stepping into your voice and by speaking in this way, you're deepening your own expertise and knowledge. You're able to articulate your experiences and, and beliefs and, and understanding and knowledge 
to others that then obviously helps them with their business. What I'm hearing also, what you were saying about the stories and and magnetic is that that builds trust, trust in your expertise, trust that you can help people to get the outcomes and transformations that they're looking for, which obviously then furthers people's buying journey to then want to say, yeah, I want to work with Suze because I can see that she knows what she's talking about and it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not a copywriter that's in front of, you know, that's written a beautiful blog or a caption or whatever that might, article or whatever that might be. This is actually what Suze believes in and knows. For anyone who's, I think we we did sort of touch on this a little bit in terms of start your own, you know, platform and whatnot. But I think for for you and also the same for me, there's a level of innate confidence that's probably come from personality, high I style personalities. I'm a D and an I. I think maybe you might be as well in terms of disc. But if you're on the shyer side or you are perhaps not as confident with speaking. Where do you start? How do you how do you develop that muscle of showing up? Yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of, yeah, we've touched a little bit on it, but I just think with today's technology when we're recording this, you know, things like stories is a great place to start. It's 15 seconds. It's connecting with your audience. If you want to have fun and do a live, then do it with a friend. So that's something that I've done with quite a few clients who have been really terrified to go live. I'm like, let's do one together. It'll be fun. So if you kind of get somebody who's happy to take the lead on things and you're kind of just there answering questions or part of the conversation, if it's your first time of doing that or one of the first times of doing that, the more that you do that in the comfort of others who you trust and like being with, then that's a great way to build your confidence to do it as well. The other thing I'd say is that just the more people that you speak to, I kind of think a lot of us sit in our offices on our own toiling away And just knowing even on a one-on-one basis, the more that you talk to somebody about what you do and explain things, the better you'll get at talking about it as well and the more confident you'll get. And because one of the big things that from a brain function perspective is that when I'm thinking about something and I'm constantly putting it, you know, again and again in my own head, thinking it over and over, it's very different to when it's coming out my mouth. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times somebody's like, oh my gosh, I spent so much time developing that message, but then it just didn't land. And that's because they were sitting and writing and thinking about it. You've got to test it. You've got to constantly be testing your messages. And so even if it's one-on-one, even if it's with a friend, like if, you know, if you've got a partner, you're like, okay, I'm going to explain this thing to you. Let me know if you understand it. Yeah. Even things like that you can start to do. But if you've got like a business bestie or, you know, somebody that understands your business and what you do, then do that with each other. You know, kind of be like, okay, I'm going to explain this concept to you and this thought leadership and this idea, what works and what doesn't. I remember going to a storytelling workshop many years ago, and I've shared this many times before because I love it. The workshop person was saying your message can't be honed until it's witnessed, which means that you can't 
clarify and hone your message until you can see somebody else's reaction and response to it. And so, for example, we did a little exercise where you had three minutes to tell your life story. And so you'd sit with one person and you tell your life story in three minutes. And then the person had to give you feedback about what were the elements that really resonated for them and what really was memorable. And then with that feedback, you then had to tell your story in a minute. And so it's only through the response of the people that we speak to that we can go that landed or that didn't land. I would just really encourage you, even if it's with one person, to start kind of telling your story and sharing your message and getting them to give you honest feedback. So I do that with a lot of my clients where they're like, this is my message. And I'm like, no, (laughs) in a loving way. Like what, what does that mean? Like what, how else can we say it? Let's play with it. And there might be many iterations as well. So the more you talk about it, whether it's on stories or at at networking events or with a friend one-on-one, just find opportunities. Don't sit in your office and just be by yourself thinking about this and hoping that it lands. You'll only know if it lands when you say it out aloud. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I think that anybody who's listening is going to resonate with what you what you were saying. Firstly, the the first point around writing something, it's going to sound different when you say it. So it's so important to not just have a script, but actually to to be saying it, to see how it feels as you're saying it and, you know, iterate like your voice and 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 whatnot. But the other big takeaway, I think, is is what you were saying around you've got to hone your message. It's not just going to come out of your mouth and it's going to sound amazing. And so if you're listening to any thought leader or someone who's online speaking and sounds incredible, it's not because it's their first rodeo. It's because they've practiced it. And I love that essence of not just practicing it in the mirror. Yeah, that might be a great first step, but actually being able to look at someone's face and you can tell when things land and when things miss like it's it's pretty obvious and (laughs) and then your trusted advisor to give you feedback and I think that it's important you pick the right person because sometimes people are just like yeah yeah it's awesome but really not giving you constructive feedback because that's not going to help you no one really needs a cheerleader like maybe in some instances but for something like this you actually need someone to be able to critique it and give honest feedback so that you can get better and it just comes all back to that you don't have to be great out of the gate but having those clear steps that you've laid out for us is a really great starting point for anyone who just hasn't hasn't done it before or or thinks how do I get to here when really I'm over here yeah and I just want to pick up on one of the things that you said here's a little tip for anybody that does speak live somebody once told me a long time ago and it was a bit of a lifesaver there'll be people in the audience who are cats and dogs So you've got the dog who's sitting there like nodding at you, smiling, willing you to win as you're up there speaking and you focus on those people, yeah? And then you've got people who are cats where they just sat there, deadpanned, no expression, like nothing going on. And nine times out of ten when I'm finished speaking, it's the cats that will come up to me and be like, oh, my God, you changed my life because they're like introverts or internal thinkers, like they're processing what you're saying and they're thinking through it. It's not that they're looking at you thinking what, like you're speaking a different language to me. So I always found that really funny as well. It's like, you know, when you're saying, when you're, when you're speaking to somebody, you know, if it lands or not, sometimes it lands, it just doesn't look like it lands. (laughs) 
It's so true, actually. I think that I, I, I might maybe waver between a cat and a dog because, you know, the things that I kind of expect or know what you're going to say, but if it's something that's so new and I'm just like sitting there absorbing, thinking, immersing myself in the words. So, yeah, if I'm in anyone else's audience, you'll probably see me play, <laughs> play both characters. <laughs> You've given some really great tips and advice, and I think that anyone who is on the borderline of whether or not they should start speaking and stepping into their voice, this has been a really great nudge and super practical with things that we can get going, get started, and and just test it all out. I'd love to wrap it up with Suze. You are a veteran in the industry and or on the online business space. I would love to hear your number one business lesson that you've learned along the way. Yeah, I think the biggest one, there's there's two that have really helped me personally, I think in the last few years. The first one is what they call breakthrough cycles. And basically what it means is make decisions faster. A lot of times we get stuck in overthinking, over assessing, wondering if it's going to work, and all the other things, imposter syndrome, et cetera. But if you can make small decisions fast, you will get so much further in your business. Because what we do is sometimes we, we're like, okay, I want to start a group program, or let's say that. And so we've got this massive elephant in the room of I want to start this thing. And it's overwhelming. We don't move forward. We're like just stuck in this idea. But it's just like what's one really small decision that you can make right now? Yeah, when, when would you like to launch it? Well, maybe I'd like to launch it in June. Okay. Well, what would it look like? Well, maybe it would look like, th- like cut things down into bite-sized chunks and make decisions fast is the first thing. The more decisions that you make, the faster your business will move forward. That's, that's one thing that has definitely helped me and my clients a lot. The second thing is thought management because at the end of the day, If you do not manage your thoughts, your thoughts will manage you and basically it will stop you from doing anything that is slightly uncomfortable, daring, risky and all the rest of it. So one of the other things that I do regularly now is intentional thought creation, which is basically I sit down and I write what I want my thoughts to be. My thoughts are, this is going to be awesome. They're going to love it. I know how to make money. This is easy to do. If it's hard, I can do hard things. I'm going to test it and try it and see what happens. Let's have some fun with it. Like, and if I have thoughts that creep in, which are like, oh, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm just going back to like, let's switch it up. Let's, let's try and shift that and move that. And being really intentional to ensure that any negative thoughts that I'm having, I either understand where they're coming from and it could just be, I'm really tired and it's just like, I've had a rough week. (laughs) But otherwise, I'm like writing really powerful thoughts for myself every day. You know, when I get my coffee or my tea in the morning, I'm like killing it today. Three people will buy the retreat. Okay, cool. Yeah. And whether it happens or not, it doesn't matter. It's just that constantly setting intentional thoughts and intentions that help me be more successful in business and drive forward in a really positive and energetic way, which is how I want to be. It's like choosing how I want to be in my business. I want to be that person, not like negative Nelly. 
I have to be intentional with how I do that. Yeah. It sounds like it's about all about setting yourself up for success and emotional, like EQ is probably one of the most important things for business owners. And as you said, managing your thoughts, we like taming those fears, like it's everybody has those fears. And to be able to have that toolkit of intentional thoughts, as you call it, then you've got something to lean on. You're setting yourself up in a positive place rather than, you know, being reactive with the thoughts and then having to deal with it afterwards. You've got those words to come back to when it creeps in because invariably it will at some point in the day, especially if you're going after something really that matters a lot and that's big and it's hard. But, yeah, I love the fact that you've got given a really practical tool there to for anybody who's going after something big in their business to lean into. What a fun conversation. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun today, I have to say, <laughs> although I expected none less from, from having a chat with you. It's been fun, but it's also been really valuable. I think this is on so many people's mind and it can feel like such a big thing to step into your voice. It can feel like such a a big journey to go from where they are and comparing themselves to incredible people like you and knowing that there are a lot of steps in between, but you can step into your voice in in a, in a way that's meaningful for you and your business. And you've really given some great starting points here for anyone to get going with it. How can we connect with you? Tell us. Ah, oh, thanks. I've loved this conversation as well. And yeah, I just want to, I think I just want to say Try and reduce the comparison, you know, just just think about what it is you want to create in the world and focus on that. I think the more that you can do that, the better you'll be. And I've really reduced like the people I follow who do what I do because I just think, let me just focus on my clients and what I want to bring into the world. So just a little side note on that. But uh, you can connect with me on Instagram is the best place. And it's just at Suze Chadwick. So S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. And you'll catch me on stories most days and yeah, having fun on Insta. Good advice around the comparison and a good tip around limiting the voice of your peers as well so that you can just stay in your line and do your thing. So that's a really great piece of advice. All right. Thank you so much, Suze, for joining us. I have loved this conversation, as I'm sure our boss who is tuning into this episode. Pleasure. Thanks. And to you, boss, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. My hope here is that you have been able to walk away with some actionable steps to get started when it comes to speaking in your business. Now, what I really loved about this conversation is Suze's starting point when it comes to developing out speaking in your own platforms. When you get confident speaking in your spaces, it's going to be so much easier for you to start pitching on other people's platforms. So I really do think if you're not already doing this, this is an excellent place to start. Thank you again for joining us. And as always, I would love to hear your takeout. So please feel free to take a screenshot and tag both Suze and I on Instagram. In the meantime, I look forward to chatting with you next week.